welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we're going to be looking at the case of the Crown on the application of Z and Hackney London Borough Council. The citation for this case is 2020 UKSC 40. In this case that we're looking at this week examines anti-discrimination law and its application in relation to charities. The charity in question is called Agudas Israel Housing Association Limited, and they seek to provide social housing for the Orthodox Jewish community in Hackney. In practical terms, an online portal is run by Hackney Borough Council and can be used by those looking for social housing with a priority need. While it is true that the council cannot compel a housing charity to accept tenants who do not meet their charitable objectives or criteria, this never really comes up as an issue for Agudas Israel Housing Association because there is such a great need for social housing amongst the Orthodox Jewish community. Instead, what generally happens is that the council only nominates people from an Orthodox Jewish background and the charity only accepts such people. Given that this is an anti-discrimination case, you can probably see where this is going. Zed is a single mother of four young children, two of whom are autistic. Given those circumstances, she was identified by the council as having a priority need for a larger property. Unfortunately, she had to wait longer than she might have otherwise because she is not a member of the Orthodox Jewish faith, and so certain larger properties owned by the charity were not available to her despite being vacant. On the back of this, Zed began proceedings against both the council and the charity, alleging unlawful direct discrimination on the grounds of race or religion under the Equality Act 2010. Both the Divisional Court and the Court of Appeal dismissed her claim, and so the case made its way to the Supreme Court, which is where we will pick it up. The Equality Act 2010 makes it unlawful to discriminate on the grounds of protected characteristics, including religion and race, So on the surface, this case feels like a slam dunk for Zed, who has been denied housing because she doesn't have the correct religious beliefs. However, there are several important exemptions under the Act that are relevant in this context. For example, Section 158 permits direct discrimination where positive action addresses needs or disadvantages related to a protected characteristic in a proportionate manner. Furthermore, Section 193 deals with charities, so that Section 193 2A allows charities to restrict benefits to those with a protected characteristic, so long as the restriction is a proportionate means of achieving a legitimate aim. While Section 193 2B also allows charities to restrict benefits to persons with a protected characteristic, where the benefit deliberately seeks to compensate for a disadvantage that is suffered by those with that protected characteristic. Applying this to an actual case means deciding whether the actions are proportional, and such an assessment is a two-part test. Firstly, a legitimate aim must be identified, and secondly, it has to be decided whether the actions taken to promote that legitimate aim are proportional in the light of other interests. So, what is the aim of the Agudas Israel Housing Association? Well, in the view of the lower courts, it was the minimisation of disadvantages and discrimination that is often suffered by the Orthodox Jewish community in the private housing market, alongside an attempt to promote relevant needs that are particular to that community. The charities ruled that it would only offer social housing to Orthodox Jews ensured that that aim was fulfilled. Lord Sales, who gave the lead judgment in this case for the Supreme Court, 
agreed with the lower courts and found this to be proportional, taking into account the legal framework and other relevant interests. However, this wasn't the end of things, because you might remember that section 193.2b does not make any mention of proportionality, and instead allows charities to restrict the provision of benefits to persons with a protected characteristic if the purpose is to prevent or compensate for a disadvantage linked to the protected characteristic. As part of her argument, Zed submitted that this was also subject to an implied proportionality requirement, but this was rejected by the justices for a couple of good reasons. For a start, even if we brought some of the human rights arguments into play along the lines of Article 8, the right to family life, and Article 14, non-discrimination, the proportionality requirement is satisfied by the very nature of Section 193 within the context of the Equality Act and other legislation. After all, Parliament is offered a wide margin of appreciation when it comes to economic and social policy, and that includes the promotion of charity. Part of that promotional effort includes allowing charities to preserve their limited resources and also to encourage giving amongst the general population. The use of Section 193, alongside the regulation of charities under the Charities Act 2011, is a proportional means of achieving that end. The second and more obvious issue here is that the provision itself does not mention proportionality at all, and so even if the courts wanted to, there is no way that they could simply read in a brand new requirement that was never intended by Parliament. Overall then, the court concluded that the charity met the exemption under section 193.2b, and even if there was a proportionality requirement, this would be satisfied anyway for the same reasons that the requirement was already satisfied under the other provisions. Before we finish and move on to our own analysis, I think it is important to add that before these proceedings got to the Supreme Court, Zed was permitted to add to her claim that the discrimination she suffered was also a breach of the EU's race directive. This prohibits discrimination on grounds of race and ethnicity when it comes to housing, but the Supreme Court held that it was not relevant in this case because the discrimination was instead on the grounds of religious observance. For me, I think that the difficult thing about this case is that it is easy to understand the wants and needs of both sides. The charity is trying to address a real issue that exists within that religious community, while Zed simply needs somewhere to live with her young children. However, this is the exact reason why we have and need a proportionality test for this area of the law. It allows the rights and duties of both sides to be balanced before the courts come to its conclusion. If we're being honest, I think that the reasoning is a bit off here, and I personally would have been more likely to side with the single mother in need of social housing, but that is not a fault in the law. Instead, the judges concluded that the aim of the charity was more important, and that is fine. They possibly have a greater eye to the precedent being set than I do. This question of proportionality is also a good reason why the human rights argument must fail. The rights being discussed are not absolute, and instead are, by their nature, proportional, leaving the question up to the judgment of the courts. Finally, there was also some discussion amongst the justices about who should be the one to decide this question of proportionality on the facts of each individual case. For Lady Arden, this was the original trial court rather than the appellate court, and I am inclined to agree with her as those judges are in a much better position to assess the evidence and ask the right questions, compared to the courts that are further up the hierarchy, 
that have different skills and are probably better at simply dealing with the legal issues that arise. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast episode and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. If you enjoy the podcast, then the chances are that you will also enjoy my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver. There are loads of resources there designed to help students who are progressing with their LLB studies. And in particular, at the moment on the channel, I'm focusing on the area of contract law. There's a good number of videos already up, and the most recent one is on implied terms, which can be a bit of a difficult area if it comes up in problem scenarios. So if that's something you're interested in, then be sure to check it out and subscribe as well. I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!